रहा है हिंदी सिनेमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर तो माकेदार होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करण जोहर आयुष्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म फेयर की शानदार रात फिल्म फेयर के मंच पर होंगे रणबीर कपूर करीना कपूर खान कार्तिक आर्यन वरुण धवन जानवी कपूर और सारा अली खान के इलेक्ट्रीफाइंग परफॉर्मेंसेस तो हो जाइए तैयार फॉर हिंदी सिनेमा बिगेस्ट सेलिब्रेशन वॉट द सिक्सटी नाइन्थ फिल्म फेयर अवार्ड ट्वेंटी विद गुजरात टूरिज्म ऑन संडे फेब्रवरी नाइन पी एम उंगली ऑन जी Rod Sterling, you're listening to the Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. Today, Glenn Hall Taylor's tragedy of murder in a theater. Violence takes a curtain call. Starring Shelley Berman. In the Mutual Broadcasting System presentation of the Zero Hour. Brought to you by the Ford Motor Company and Lazy Boy Recliners. This is the Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. This is Hugh Downs with a Ford Car Buyers report. The car buyers today are giving serious thought to the real cost of car ownership, not only purchase price but operating economy and trade-in value. What about operating economy? Well, consider gas mileage. Lots of Ford LTD owners have discovered that adjusting how they drive results in surprisingly good gas mileage. And consider maintenance. The estimated average cost for 50,000 miles of normal driving in the 74 LTD versus the 73 LTD can be as much as $182 less in scheduled maintenance. Compared to its nearest sales competitor, LTD maintenance schedule specifies fewer spark plug changes, fuel filter changes, and chassis lubes for more savings. The 1974 LTD is the best-selling car in its price class. Evidence that for many, it's the best solution to owning a full-size car. The well-made Ford. The closer you look, the better we look. On the outskirts of a middle western metropolis lies a city dump. Here and there, shacks improvised from scrap lumber and other materials. Offer dubious shelter to hangers-on of the human race. Today, as we watch, we see a gaunt, ragged man standing atop a rusting oil drum. With tar paper and strips of wood, he's repairing a hole in the roof of his dismal abode. And all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances. And one man in his time plays many parts. His acts being seven ages. Hey, at you. first the infant mewling and puking in the nurse. Hey, hey, you with the hammer. That's as you like it. Yeah, quickly said I liked it. Obviously, you haven't attended the theater a great deal. No, but I got a great deal for you. That is, if you're interested. Deal, sir? You mean you wish to negotiate with me? Well, that's one way of putting it. You see this ten spot? Truly, sir. Sight for these old eyes. Though at one time I was quite familiar with the engraved portraits 
of several famous Americans. At the moment, however, I'll gladly settle for Alexander Hamilton. What role am I to play in return for your beneficence? Uh, what, what do you mean, role? I am a thespian, sir. A professional actor. Barnaby Duke is the name. Oh, hiya, Duke. Just, uh, just call me Tony. The circumstances to which I am temporarily reduced is a sad commentary on the state of our country's dramatic arts. As for television, it is a most undiscerning medium. Would you believe, sir, that the only welcome extended to me was by one of its upstart David Velasco's, who expected me to perform in a role which would have been as demeaning as that of a busboy at the Last hey, Supper? Hey, hey, if you want to earn some bread. Sir, I am a true laborer. I earn that I eat get that I wear, oh, no man hate, envy no man's happiness, glad of other men's good. In short, I'm open to a deal. Okay, the deal is this. I give you the ten spot now, so you'll keep your bright and shinies open for a skinny little dude about five foot six, weighing in at about 110 pounds. He's got a gimp in his left leg and a scar on his left cheek. Now, uh, as soon as I'm sure you've spotted the right guy, I'll top this with a $50 bill. I accept. Five foot six, 110 pounds, left leg lame, and a scar on the left cheek. Right on. <laughs> I always was a quick study. Yeah, well, if you ask me, I think you're also nuts. I am but mad north-northwest. When the wind is southerly, I know a hawk from a handsaw. That's from Hamlet. Uh, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll take your word for it. Now, here's my phone number, and don't lose it. I'll expect to hear from you. Goodbye, sir. I appreciate your largest. Hey, hey, what do you mean large? My shorts are only 36s. Robbery detail, Captain Hollenbeck. Yes, sir? Oh. When? They oh, did, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Both Sergeant Diego and I are familiar with the case. We'll get right on it. Yes, sir. That was the state penitentiary. George Cook died about half an hour ago. Well, that blows our chance to find out where he stashed all that loot from the last job. Well, not necessarily. George's brother was with him when he tossed in the towel. That may mean something. Gus Cook scrammed out of this town right after his brother was sent off. Yeah, three months ago. If Gus shows up here now, it may mean George tipped him off to the hiding place. Something tells me my home life's going to be shot again until we track him down. This is a big city. Hi, this is Jim Baggins with news about why Lazy Boy is America's comfort favorite. It appeals to men because of rugged construction and he-man comfort. Women love it because there are beautiful styles that match any decor. And there's an amazing choice of hundreds of colors and fabrics. A Lazy Boy lets you recline to any position, even full bed. Put a Lazy Boy in your living room and into your life. See your Lazy Boy dealer today. He's waiting. Run down there. Go. Yes, indeed. At Monroe, we named our load leveler stabilizing units accurately. Load leveler for the steel coil spring that carries a lot of weight, like towing, small cars with big car loads, or any car with front or rear end sag. Stabilizing unit for the heavy-duty Monroe shock, working in with the coil spring to deliver a smooth, more stable ride. Monroe's load leveler stabilizing unit. We named it so you'd know what it does. I'm Lucille Maness, an unsuccessful big businesswoman, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my unsuccessful business. Well, I was the co-founder of this woman's book club, but we ran into a little trouble. We had all kinds of problems, so I called SCORE. Uh, that's the Service Corps of Retired Executives. Uh, they're retired executives. It's a volunteer to help small businesses. 
I went over and discovered Lucille was in deep trouble. I made several simple business suggestions. I also strongly recommended the club seek incorporation with a well-established women's magazine until its membership increased sufficiently. Unfortunately, one of my associates really didn't like the idea of a man giving us advice. So she wrote herself a check with the remainder of what we had left in the treasury. Look, look, off. Well, Mr. Krauss came back to help again. A man who knows how to solve problems likes to keep solving. Volunteer for SCORE. SCORE is one part of action. Action is doing something. There is something you can do. Frankie, Tony! Hey, Tony. What's the latest? Yeah, well, I, uh, I spread a few green ones among half a dozen bums who got pads around the city dump. Gave him a description of Cook's brother. Does Gus Cook look anything like his brother? Uh, sort of. George was a big guy, but Gus is only a little... Well, he's only a little over five feet. If you saw them together, though, you'd figure they could be brothers. That's how come my connection up in the slammer passed the word through the outside. George was dying, and when Gus paid him a visit up there, the little guy looked so much like George, the connection figured him for the brother. The connection heard George tell Gus the loot's buried at the city dump. The dump's a big place. Well, that's why I want to tail Gus if he shows up there. If he snoops around and one of those bums reports him to us, he could lead us right to the payoff. Sounds good. I'll get it. Hello? This is Barnaby Duke calling. Uh, just a second. It's some guy who talks like he's holding out his pinky. Says he's some kind of a duke. Hey, Barnaby Duke. Good. Give me the phone. Hello, Duke. This is Tony. While strolling about my domain this afternoon, I was certain I spotted your man. He strolled about a bit, kicking here and kicking there, then left. Uh-huh. Well, where did he spend most of his time? I would say within 50 feet or so of my modest abode. Thanks, old-timer. I'll check him out later. If it's the dude I'm looking for, I owe you 50. The city enjoyed delightful weather today with clear sunny skies and a high of 73. Tonight will also be clear with the predicted low of 58. Barkeep, draw me a flagon of your finest amber brew. By the looks of those threads you're wearing, you must expect someone to pay for it. Who? A valid question, but unnecessary. This, sir, is United States currency recently tendered me for services rendered. It will more than suffice, I'm sure. Today he died. This picture, taken at the time of Cook's trial, shows him entering the courthouse with his police escort and his brother Gus. Gus Cook That's was not under picture. indictment. Wait, fellas. Never mind. It's nothing. Barkeep, don't draw the beer until I return. I have a most important telephone message to transmit. The gate is testimony. State Robbery detail, Captain Hollenbeck. Good evening, Captain. My name is Barnaby Duke. I've been 
watching a TV news, the station just showed a photograph of the convict, George Cook, and his brother, Gus. Yes, sir. I thought you might be interested to know Gus Cook is the man I saw wandering about my neighborhood. Therefore, my good captain, it struck me that it might be more than coincidence that Mr. Gus Cook was back in our fair city so soon after visiting his brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. Maybe worth looking into. Now, your name again? Barnaby Duke. Where can you be reached? I guess our hunch was right. Some guy on the phone said he'd seen Gus Cook wandering around town. Where around town? That's what I didn't get a chance to find out. When I asked for his address, he hung up. I'd like to see that guy in person and find out how much he really knows. Look, you don't have to sell me on him. I know all about him. Oh, you know everything about these Ford pickups I'm selling? Sure. I know about Ford's twin I-beam front suspension. Uh Uh-huh. I know you get front disc brake standard. But do you know we give you a choice of an economical six or one of three V8s? Sure. You know about Ford's all-new Super Cab? The only two-door pickup with the extra room for a full back seat? Super Cab? Ford's Super Cab pickup. It seats a family of six in sedan-like comfort. I didn't know that. Or did you know that Supercab's optional full-width rear seat folds flat to make a load floor? Yeah. Or that you can get optional facing jump seats that fold out of the way? Or with no rear seat at all, you get a full 44 cubic feet of extra storage space? I didn't know that either. That's it. Ford's new Supercab. And like all the Ford pickups, it works like a truck, rides like a car. That I knew. Ford's new Supercab. It's news even to people who thought they knew all about Ford pickups. See it now at your local Ford dealer. Vista means volunteers in service to America. I started out as a business major in college. I graduated as a business major. Uh, I got into Vista because I wanted to really do something. I chose this as my line, and when I'm getting into it, it changed my whole life. I went through cultural shock. I found out what types of people really need the help, what's really happening in our country in, in the back areas. There is so much to be done, but I could say that if a person anywhere has an interest in doing something, there are programs for them. VISTA is one viable means, but there's there's so many ways of really getting involved with people. VISTA gave me my first start to work with the problems happening in this country and to really get down to earth and work with the people that need it. Volunteer for VISTA. VISTA is one part of action. Action is doing something. There is something you can do. finding our way through all this crowd and junk in the dark. I wish I could use the flashlight. Yeah, maybe later. Darn those bottles. I told you it'd be tough going. I can't even see far enough ahead. Right to it. We're gonna take him. No, 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 no. Let him bring it up for us first. There. He's got it. It's a flight bag. Let's move in. Hello, Gus. Who are you? Turn the flashlight on us, Frankie. Let him see. 
Yo, my you dirty gun. Man, this is some husky flash. The light didn't even go out. Yeah, swing the beam this way. Let, let's see what's in the bag. Bingo, this is it all right. Oh, some whore. No wonder Georgie wasn't going to let no one know where he'd stashed it. Who's there? Where's the light? I know you're there, gentlemen. Who are you? It's that two-bit hand that called me about Gus. Hiya, Duke. Oh, it's you. You gave me quite a start. I was in my tar paper Taj Mahal on the verge of slumber when I heard you out here. And, uh, what's this? What's this? Sook's a man. His head's laid wide open. It's your friend. It's Gus Cook. You murdered. We can't leave him here. The cops will swarm around like flies. I had a plan for Gus. There's no reason it won't work for two as well as one. What'll work? Making it look like an accident. Gus's car is parked just ahead of ours back there on the road. Let's get him into it. You drive and I'll follow you. We'll push him off the cliff at the hairpin curve. Oh, and uh, Frisk Duke. He may have that slip of paper with my phone number. Get it back. Why do I gotta go so fast, Greg? Because we want to get there before the old guy dies. The highway patrol says the driver of the car is already dead, Gus. And this other guy had some old theatrical clippings in his pocket. His name's Barnaby Duke. That's the guy that called about Gus. He was brought in last night. I didn't think he'd make it. But he's a stubborn old mule. You can talk with him, but, but please don't make it too long. Thanks, Doc. Mr. Duke, how'd you happen to be riding in a car with Gus Cook? It was most certainly not of my choosing. The last thing I remember was looking down at his body and talking to two men. One of them was the man who'd given me the $10 bill to let him know if Mr. Cook showed up. The other man conked me with a flashlight, I think. Did you recognize the other man? No. Between the flashlight in my eyes and the darkness, it was like standing in a spotlight in a darkened auditorium. Oh, to hear the applause and to smell the grease paint once more. <laughs> it still hurts. Tell me, do you still have that piece of paper the fella called Tony gave you? You know, the one with the phone number on it? No, I'm afraid not. Uh, you don't remember it, do you? Gadzooks, man. My head even hurts when I try to remember who I am. Okay. For now, we're going to keep you in this private room until you're well enough to make it on your own. We're going to let the killers believe you're as dead as Gus Cook. If they think the witnesses are out of the way, they might get careless. I hope you feel better, and thanks for helping. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Duke. <laughs> the niceties of a private room. Duke. It didn't do you any good to steal the paper with your phone number on it. I told you I was a quick study. You're alive. Very much so. I thought perhaps you'd be so kind as to deliver my $50 to room 707 Doctor's Hospital. Why, uh, of course. I'd be delighted. 
Frankie and I'll be right over. I thought you'd like to see me again. Thank you, Rosa. My pleasure, old-timer. I'll hurry. Believe me. Don't drive any faster. All we have to do to blow this chance is to get picked up for a traffic violation. Don't worry. Hey, I know how we can get in to see him, even if the fuzz is watching. I've been in that hospital before. There's a parking lot near the emergency entrance. Inside the door, there's a desk and a couple of those white coat guys in a wheelchair at... There's two of them in there. Get your gun out. You take one, I'll take the other. Okay. Up with him, you bug. What is this? Shut up. Get in that storage closet and get those uniforms off. Captain Hollenbeck, please. Hurry. Barnaby Duke here, sir. I called our friend Tony. He's on his way over here right now. I suggest you hurry. Thank you very much. Where are you two vegetarians going with that wheelchair? It's an emergency. There he is. Hey, let's get out of here. These must be their cars. Well, we know it's not that sport job or that convertible. Or that limousine with a guy in a monkey suit. We all set? Everything's covered. Staircases, elevators, all entrances, exits. Get out. Here they come. Freeze! Duke, you fool. Suppose we hadn't made it in time. Even stuffing pillows under the bedclothes might not have worked. Why'd you set yourself up like that? First, they're killers. Second, that dastardly Tony owes me $50. And third... Third? It was a scene I'd always wanted to play. Oh, it was beautiful right out of the harem sequence in the Arabian Nights. I was hiding in the nurse's lounge. Dear Aunt Rose and Uncle Jack, the Kodak X-15 color outfit was a perfect surprise, and we thank you. Mark loaded the camera and took these pictures of me and my daughter. My daughter. The Kodak Instamatic X-15 color outfit. An X-15 camera for flash without batteries, magic cube, and color film. All for less than $19. It's a way to remember they'll never forget. And I hope you enjoy the snapshots as much as we enjoy the camera. Love, Cindy. Hi, I'm Jim Backus with news about an exciting sale taking place at your Lazy Boy dealers today. You may now put a famous Lazy Boy reclining chair into your living room at unbelievable savings. The ultimate in beauty and comfort can be yours in the style of your choice to match your favorite decor. Don't just sit, relax, and recline sumptuously in a Lazy Boy. Your choice of quality colors and fabrics. See your Lazy Boy dealer today. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> Hurry up. He's waiting. Yes, he is. I'm Rod Serling. Close your eyes. Exercise your imagination. And join us again on our next presentation of The Zero Hour. Mm. 
violence takes a curtain call is an original radio drama adapted by Glenn Hall Taylor. Shelley Berman was heard as Barnaby Duke. Featured in the cast were Jacques Denbo, Dick Ryle, Ben White, Scott Ellsworth, and Barney Phillips. Zero Hour, created by J.M. Coates, directed by Don Hills, is produced in Hollywood with a mutual broadcasting system by Radio Productions Incorporated. Music is composed and conducted by Stanley D. Hoffman, Rochelle Sherman, associate producer. This has been a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System.